Welcome to episode 303 of Destination Linux. This is a video podcast from the Tux Digital Network. And if you're new to the show, Destination Linux is a podcast perfect for all experience levels. Whether you're brand new to open source or a guru of sudo, this is the podcast for you. My name is Michael. I'm Jill. And I'm Ryan. It's very really declarative of your name. Impressive. <laughs> Yeah, thank you. <laughs> On this week's episode of Destination Linux, we have a holiday gift guide for everyone. This is the episode you want your spouse to listen to because there's going to be a lot of great ideas that they would, might want to get for you for like the geek in their life. Then we discuss some new happenings with the Cosmic DE from System76. Plus, we have our tips, tricks, and software picks, all of this and much more coming up right now on Destination Linux. This week's community feedback comes from Jason. And if you want to send in your feedback, what you need to do is go to tuxdigital.com slash contact and you can get in touch with us or you can join our community forum because we pull posts from there from time to time as well and let the whole community engage with your question or comment. Jason goes on to say, have been listening to multiple shows for a while now, Destination Linux, Hardware Addicts, and the Pseudo Show. Destination Linux 300 was a ton of a fun to listen to last week. That's awesome. I love hearing that feedback and specific episodes as well. We we nailed that one, Michael and Jill. We, we did it. it. We yes. It. Uh, goes on to say, I'm also anxiously awaiting the next installment of Hardware Addicts. Um, so Wendy's here in the patron room. It's, it's all Wendy's fault. Uh, she just keeps delaying the show being recorded. It has nothing to do <laughs> with the fact that I'm constantly out of town lately and not recording it. <laughs> Don't tell Wendy I said that. Uh, they go on to say, I use Pop! OS primarily these days, although I used to administer some Red Hat servers and used Fedora a bunch also. All that being said, I've been feeling the need to try to support some of my interests. And although you don't know me, I'm going to start for going one pizza stuffed crust pizza per month. Kind of a big deal, they put in quotes. Yes. In order to try to be able to show some support to some of my favorite Linux things. Listen, uh, I don't want him giving up his stuffed crust pizza. I think yeah, you could still get, just maybe get the small stuffed crust. Stuffed crust yeah, is yeah. amazing. That's maybe my medium. favorite pizza. Aww. I'm a crust Aww. person, by the way. Are you a crust person, Michael? Yes, I you do. Eat I, crust, I, I eat the crust always. Yeah, I, I love the crust. And thank you, wow. Jason, for giving up a pizza every month to support us, we appreciate your sacrifice greatly. We do. Yes. <laughs> and also, by the way, the people who don't like crust, I, you're you're wasting pizza. How could you waste yeah, pizza? It's waste on. food. There are people in other countries of no food, and you're just they don't, taking they don't, that delicious they don't get the crust, pizza crust and throwing it away. Crust. <laughs> the stuffed crust, too, is amazing. Do you ever eat the pizza backwards, though? I don't do the, the backwards No, I've never done that. Thing. Yeah. I mean, Even I love with the, the stuffed crust, crust, I don't get it. But I feel like I'm going to eat this crappy pizza to get to the good crust the stuffed crust. And so it's like a award at the end of the pizza. So I don't, Same here. I don't yeah. skip it. <laughs> I was just you thinking about the, like, it's, it's inefficient, you know, it's, it's inefficient too. They go on yeah. and actually have a question here. I just got caught up on pizza cause I'm hungry. Yeah. We just kind of went on a tangent. So here's the question. Is it better to support Twill this week in Linux destination Linux or another podcast directly? I certainly want to be careful about who I support. What is the best way to show support for the hardware addicts podcast? I don't see a direct patron page for it. Maybe I should just become a patron of DOS Geek instead. I'm installing Arch for the first time while I'm typing this. Thank you in advance for your input here. Keep up the great work. First of all, I love your face. I mean, the Arch, <laughs> the stuffed pizza crust, the wanting to support yeah. the show. Like, 
this is uh, the quintessential listener here uh, for me. So let me start by this. Das Geek Channel was the place you'd go to get Hardware Addicts early and support the Hardware Addicts channel. Uh, this Week in Linux has some amazing perks, like when Michael does any live events and things like that, you could join in mm -hmm. behind the scenes. This show has the perk of, of course, you could join in behind the scenes, but you have to sign up for each one. And as we were talking about this, we said, that's kind of stupid. And we want everyone to be able to become no, a no, patron. That's, that's, that's not how we're, we're phrasing this. We've decided to make it even better for everyone. Oh, okay. Marketer. The marketer yes. comes in and fixes my statements there. Yeah, we want yeah, to make exactly. it even better for you. Like a stuffed crust pizza. Crust is good. Exactly. But once We're going to make the, the, patrons, it, the patronage system stuffed crust. Yeah. <laughs> so now we have, that should be a tier, stuffed crust tier. We can add that one in there. Yeah, I like uh, it. So what we're going to do starting in January is if you are a patron of Tux Digital, you're going to get all the perks. You're going to get the hardware addicts early. You're going to get my content from the DOS Geek channel. You're going to get this week in Linux stuff. You're going to get all of it from one patronage. No more will they be separate uh -huh. and confuse people. So it's going to be a lot of content coming your way. Behind the scenes, photos, pictures. You're going to be able to join DL behind the scenes. You're going to get hardware addicts early when I ever get around to recording another episode. And all of this stuff. <laughs> Uh, coming from all the shows in one place, which is pretty mm -hmm. freaking awesome. So uh, we hope that this is something that makes things not only easier, but also helps with the piggy bank as well. So maybe you could still keep your stuffed crust pizza. Exactly. Because now you only have to be the patron of one show to get yeah. all of it, all of it down there. So we're working on that now. And by the time this episode's out, the new tiers should be there. And in January, you should start seeing the Tux Digital folks should start seeing the content from all the other creators. Yeah. We're going to it's going to be a gradual transition, but we're going to try to do it as fast as possible like this month. So, if you're already a a member, a patron on the Destination Linux account, you don't need to do anything. That's the one we're going to be using. We're just going to turn that into the Tux Digital one. So, if you're already there, you're good to go. If you're on another one, then you'll need to migrate to the new one. Speaking of amazing values out there, did you know what this episode Who's the sponsor is? It's just absolutely amazing. It's the stuffed crust of clouds. The yes, stuffed crust of clouds. <laughs> that's right. And that's for those who don't know what that means, that's digital ocean. You can go to do.co slash tux2022 to get stuffed crust of cloud uh, services. And they have a lot of affordable uh, cloud infrastructure options. And they, they you basically allows you to hand them over the infrastructure process, and you get to do what matters the most, and that's build the world-changing apps that grow your business. So you get a portfolio of compute, storage, database, and networking products, and so much more. They have predictable pricing, robust product documentation, and services that developers love. For example, the DigitalOcean Marketplace is one of my favorite things about the service because you can find all sorts of different software that you can easily set up as droplets with just a few clicks. It's awesome. We, you can set up a you know a Mastodon service if you wanted to, like we talked about last week, and it's just a few clicks because they have it all ready for you. Uh, plus, DigitalOcean has support for every stage of growth. Where you have a team of one person or a team of a thousand people, DigitalOcean can help you do that with their simple, powerful cloud computing. And as a listener of the Destination Linux podcast and a member of the Tux Digital community, you can get started for free. In fact, it's better than free because if you go to do.co slash tux2022 right now, they're going to give you a $100 60-day free credit 
on their platform. So that's do.co slash TUX2022. So again, go get started with yet $100 free credit on DigitalOcean's awesome cloud platform by going to do.co slash TUX2022. So Michael, finally, I get to say this and I'll be correct. It's that time of year. I was going to say that. I just, I totally wanted to say that. I, I, I was very tempted to just go back and get the clip and just play the part where you're like, holidays are right around the corner. Right. Yeah. It was like, it was like June or something. Oh <laughs> yeah, that's right. Yeah. If you prepared back in June, you would be fully prepared now for when the holidays actually are right around the corner. Right. So right. yeah, I was just giving people a heads up, make sure they yeah. remember. I, ap- so, I appreciate your your uh, pregame process. <laughs> Thank you. But it truly is that time of year. And this is the perfect time to have your significant other tune in to Destination Linux because we're going to throw some ideas out here to make sure you get the perfect gift from your spouse. The holidays aren't about gifts, Michael, but they sure help. They yes. sure <laughs> help make the holidays feel they that sure much help. more special. Aww. Um, and it, we're going to. It helps, g- helps you, uh, you know, have that nice feeling of giving to others. That's right. As long as their gift is equal in value to the gift I gave them. Oh, or more. If not, then I don't better. feel equal or better. Sometimes I feel like you're just handing 20s back and forth in a way. When you become an adult, it's not yeah. when you're giving gifts. It's more gifts, efficient you know? that way. Yeah. You know, gift cards are, would be. are very help effective. Now, one of the things I love is a lot of the spouses in our patron after show and things actually get involved in the show. Like, I remember my parents, when they found out I was on a podcast and my mom listened, she said, oh, you're very good. I had no idea what you were talking about, but sounds like you guys were having fun. So not everybody (laughs) is into Linux and open source, but I'm surprised how many spouses are actually engaged either uh, in listening to the show. But this is the one you want them to tune into, even if they're not. Even though we're entertaining, even if you're not into Linux, we're like the stuffed crust pizza of podcasting uh, here. (laughs) Yes, we're the stuffed crust pizza of podcasting. Perfect. That's our new tagline. Uh, So we're going to give you our holiday gift guide. And speaking of all the patrons and things coming together, I used to do this exclusively on my channel. And I've shared it with other podcasts. I've been invited on other podcasts to kind of do this gift giving guide thing. But now we're going to do it here on Destination Linux, which is really fun. We're going to talk about things. And the great thing I love about this one is economics, uh, it's really tough out there right now. So we've got a wide variety of things to go in, stuff that costs money and stuff that will cost you just time and things in there, ideas that we had and things that personally I would love. The first one's going to cost a little bit of money though, but I, I do love it. And I think it's a really important device to add into your gadgets as a hardware addict myself. One of the things that I really wanted to get was a good smartwatch. This is for my workouts and things, but also monitoring my health, understanding my recovery time after I'm running on a treadmill or understanding my heart rate after I'm on resting period. I've always had a really fast heartbeat, even as a kid. And so that's something that's always a concern for me uh, as I get older. You know, I'm nearly 25 now. And so you really <laughs> got to start worrying in your late 20s. Uh, but my point is, it's nice to have that. The heart tracking, the O2 sensors, all of these things can be precursors to health issues and other stuff, but also they can help you gain more physical strength and more active. So I yeah. love the idea of a smartwatch. I hate the privacy problems. There's a lot of privacy issues with smartwatches and things. So this watch that I'm going to talk about is not perfect privacy. There is none really, unless you get like a pine watch and things like that, which you're going to just have a lot less. Pine watch is awesome. Pine time. Don't get me wrong, but there's just a lot less features you're going to get. It's still early stages for that. Yes. Yeah. 
So Pine Time, definitely be a smartwatch to check out if you're just looking for heart rate tracking, that type of thing. Um, but if you're looking into the O2 sensors and all that stuff, there's Samsung watches, there's Apple watches, and there's lots of privacy problems that can come with all those. The best one I found out there, and I would love for the community to jump in if you found one that you think has a lot of these features and is just as good as the Garmin watch. Um, these are absolutely jam-packed with features. They're considered to have some of the most accurate sensors in the entire industry when it comes to your heart rate and uh, O2 sensors and those things, as well as has stress and sleep monitoring, which becomes really shocking because my watch is constantly like, you're stressed. I'm like, I'm not even doing anything, but I live in a constant state of stress sometimes. But these are the things that these watches kind of can, can bring out. Uh, and help you figure out ways to uh, deal with. Like anytime I'm on the phone with Michael, my stress just phew, right Constantly. through the roof. Get I, on the phone I with Jill. I thought it was actually very <laughs> yeah, like, relaxing. Yeah. <laughs> uh, but I guess I guess my personality is not doesn't come across well on the phones, I suppose. I'm teasing. Yeah, I yeah. don't get stressed. Uh, the Garmin uh, watch is interesting because I was looking for a smartwatch and I also picked up this, I think the same one that Ryan got. The Vivo uh, Active 4, yeah. Yeah. Nice. He told me to check out Garmin and I did and I and I and when I picked up one, uh, it wasn't even like he told me the exact one to get. Like this time I made the decision to get what hardware and it's rare that Good that job, happens, Mike. but I just wanted to point it out. It did happen in this particular case. It just also happened to be the one he got. <laughs> yeah. Yeah. <laughs> Uh, but it's a pretty good much, yeah. <laughs> nice. Another great gift idea are secondhand computers from eBay. You know, it's yes. a great gift idea for some really great deals and keeping computers out of landfill. And you can also get them from Amazon. And actually, I have one right here I can show you, one of my favorites. All right. This is a classic Dell Optiplex. <laughs> Those are like you the can... go-to... <laughs> Yes. desktop computers used yeah the Optiplex. yeah i i give these also to you know my family who want to get started in linux it's it's perfect they're perfect for that nice um this one is actually uh, a rare one because it is a dell optiplex 5055 mini tower with a ryzen 5 processor in it <laughs> so it's also part of my uh computer collection <laughs> I feel like we turned this into Jill's treasure hunt. How excited yes. would it be if every year Jill opened up her museum and you could pick one thing to as a gift for yourself out of the museum? You know, oh, I think that would be. I think I think the museum cool. would instantly like go away after one year. Be empty. Yeah. Oh. Well, maybe just me and you get to do that, Michael. That, yeah. yeah, I like that. Just, I like that. <laughs> yes. Just Ryan and Michael. And this one has a Fedora Linux 37 on it. I even have the logo, little Fedora I was going to say, there's there. a Fedora sticker right on top of that, which is yeah. pretty freaking In fact, awesome. This is the computer I do uh, testing with Fedora, the latest version of Fedora on. It's perfect. Nice. Nice. Yeah. <laughs> Most people install an OS on another disk drive. Jill just pulls out another computer Completely to do distro other, yeah. testing, mm -hmm. just to get us a whole new computer in there. Jill, I of love this idea um, of <laughs> eBay in the used market. Uh, even yeah. like if you're one of those people who use Facebook, ew, but they have like marketplace and things like that uh, where you can get things secondhand. Wendy's a huge proponent of this as well. Uh, pawn yeah. shops, uh, she talks about sometimes and things. You can get amazing deals on this stuff and it, it will suit the need of the person you're giving the gift to me and my wife will buy each other use things off ebay all the time like yeah. uh, to me Such i don't i just resource. want the item i don't yeah. care <laughs> that it's brand spanking new in a box where i have to throw away all the material and packing stuff inside and it could save you just a ton 
especially PCs, they don't hold their value. A $1,200 laptop six months later is like $600, $700 yeah, a lot of times off. on yeah. eBay. Mm -hmm. So you could just save a ton and you're getting the same machine. Uh, I know. Things out of the and landfill. Like you can get a new Optiplex for uh, around $200 for a new you know, a 10th gen Intel or, um, they don't, they don't have the AMD ones <laughs> anymore. Like this, this guy, right. but <laughs> still but, fantastic deal. Yeah. <laughs> so the next thing we're going to talk about is we already mentioned sort of that it becomes, you know, gift cards are valuable, uh, in some ways of making it easier to give gifts, but there's also one kind of gift card that would be great for the geek in your life, and that is a Steam Store gift card. Yes. So yeah, you can absolutely. get, uh, you can, you can, you know, is it hard to pick what game they might might want? That, yeah, it's going to be a very difficult thing to do. You just give them a card and say, you pick it, and that's perfect. So as an adult, I prefer gift cards nowadays. Like people are always like, what do you want? And yeah, some people want to give me a physical card. I just, just give me a gift card so I can go buy it. Cause I change. I have so much stuff, and it, it changes hour by hour. One minute I want this thing. I'm like a little kid when, especially when it comes to hardware. So gift cards are like the That's thing. True. But some people feel like they're impersonal, you know, just to give a gift card. Whereas I feel like you get me when you get me a gift card. <laughs> yeah, same yeah. I here. think they're underrated. Yeah, they are. And I actually uh, every year, every Christmas, I buy these for my friends and family. It's it's just such a great gift. It it really is. And you can even get. The physical cards at your local um, Vons or Rite Aid or CVS, <laughs> you can actually yeah. get a physical card and wrap it up. I usually do that and wrap it in a box. <laughs> yep, absolutely. The wrapping can make the difference. So now we're yeah. going to talk about something that's completely cost-free. It costs time, which is very valuable. But I was thinking about all the talent in this community. We have so many people that are developers, create software artists, other things out there. They have amazing talents. We see it all the time. They send us some of their work when it, on our forums, for instance, they'll post things that they're doing in art programs and stuff like that. And I think one of the greatest gifts you can get someone is when they use their special talent to make you something. So if somebody's a programmer, mm. developer, and they use that or a writer or somebody who's an artist and they take the time one of the greatest gifts I ever got was from an artist that I was working on something that was very personal to me and they took the time to make this amazing drawing for it. And it just meant the world to me because that's, yeah. that's their time and their specialty and they could make money with this thing, a lot more money than, and they giving it away to me, their talent for absolutely free. And I think that's beautiful in this community. There's a lot of people, of course, who are artists and stuff, but they also write code. So I think that a great thing to do for instance, for a loved one would make to make a graphical text-based adventure game in like Python or something like that. Or maybe it's a story about how you all fell in love or how you met or how much they mean to you. Or maybe if yeah. it's your friend, maybe it's just an adventure of stupid things that you've done uh, throughout your life and things like that. Uh, I actually have code out there that is a full game in text-based Python game on my GitHub on the DOS Geek channel that you can take and use as your base if you want. And it has everything from health to random generated character stats and all of that. And you could make, change the story in there and make your own game off of that if you want. Um, of course, my coding is like uh, entry level. So keep that in mind. So if you're already a better coder, then use your own base. 
But if you're just learning coding, it would be a cool thing to do. Yeah. And it's completely free. doesn't cost you. Uh, I also, time. I, 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 this is a great idea in, in terms of like using what you already have to be able to make something that is more personal and more, you know, connected to what you mean to that person and that sort of thing. And I, I think that's awesome. I also really appreciate the way you did that shameless plug for your GitHub account. Yeah. <laughs> Well, it's not Aww. like I make money off of it. Is it really a plug when it's like, I don't make anything? No, no, GitHub. technically. It is still a plug because it's just like, hey, go check it, out my stuff. I, I worked hard on that story adventure uh, coding, Michael, and it's yes. free to the world. <laughs> I, I don't I get that. nothing from it. Nothing. Unless you hit it. that star and make sure my projects yeah. are always higher than Michael's on GitHub, I would appreciate that. Aww. I mean, I mean, you're right. It's not really a shameless plug. Uh, Tuxedo.com slash store. That would be that would a be, shameless plug. That would be a shameless plug, yeah. Oh, yeah. Ryan, I think that is just so wonderful. Think of, you know, making a little game for your kid or, yes. you know, your your friend or adult. How much they would just love that because it's it's from the heart and you spent your, your hard-earned time <laughs> yes. on that game. And it's just – that makes it so much more special. I have made animations uh, for friends and family oh, over the years. It'd be amazing to get a Jill yeah. animation. What? Yeah. <laughs> yeah, that would be cool. Love it. Yeah. So another thing uh, that's a great gift for someone right now is the Steam Deck. Yeah. So mm -hmm. you can um, uh, get the, the entry-level one is $399 for 64 gigabyte. EMMC, or you can get the $529 one for 256 gigabytes or a $649 one for 512 gigabytes like this one and <laughs> like Ryan's. Yes, absolutely. <laughs> and you could get no. the cute pink case if they already have a Steam Deck. You could get accessories yeah. for it like a dock or the case yeah. or other things. That would be good ideas as well. They even have like wall mounts and stuff for some reason for a handheld now. I, I respect all the effort people mm -hmm. are putting into the accessories, but some of them are just kind of weird. Yeah. <laughs> we have multiple people who are using them as their full-time computer. So maybe exactly. Walmart starts to make a little more sense. I don't know. I mean, it's it's kind of interesting in terms of like, you know, putting the dock in and all that. So that I get why people would use it for their regular computer because it is a pretty powerful machine and it is impressive. But I mean, that reminds me of like the Office episode where they have the little tiny TV wall, like wall-mounted. Like, yeah. oh, you get so much space. But you if you dock it, you know, like to another monitor and then you've got, I don't know. There's there's something there, Michael. We'll figure okay. it out. Okay, okay. There's, okay, there's sure. something cool there. But Steam Deck, I mean, yeah. Fair not enough. a doubt. That's a great gift to get some. Oh, yeah. yeah. It's a fantastic <laughs> gift idea. And another gift idea that relates to gaming is the Amazon Luna controller. Now, this is going to be, this is, it seems like a, a weird uh mention because I'm not talking about the Luna service itself. In fact, I have never even attempted to use the Luna service. I just like their controller because their controller is very similar to an Xbox controller and the layout's the same, but it feels like to me that it's made better. Like it's just hmm. manufactured better because I play a particular game quite a bit <laughs> And I have broken multiple Xbox controllers. And sometimes it happens after a year. Sometimes it happens after a couple of months, depending on the quality of the controller. And I've been using this one for about six months now, and there's no sign of any issue. And on top of that, anytime there's a sale on Amazon, whether it's Black Friday or Prime Day or whatever, 
they cut the price in half basically so you can get it for like $35 or something like that. So not only is it a good controller, it's also a good deal. Well, if you get it on sale, it's still a yeah. good controller even for the regular standard price of like $70. It's still worth it because it is a good controller, but you can get it sometimes for much less. So you can play this on any of the other PC platforms. You're not stuck using it for just oh, yeah. Luna stuff, obviously. Yeah, yeah. It works. It's, it's actually fantastic because it has uh, wireless support and also you can connect it with USB-C. And I really like that because the USB-C um, allows you to have a much lighter controller. And I know some people don't like the corded style, but I do. And what I was impressed by was the microphone and the audio jack for the controller worked out of the box with Linux. Wow, nice, that's very cool. So when you say lighter because the USB-C cable, I assume you mean you're removing the battery pack? Yeah, yeah, there's no battery in it yeah. at all. Yeah. Interesting. Yeah, so I went down this controller thing where my son's been getting better than me at video games. Okay, I won't exaggerate. <laughs> He's better than me at video games. So I thought <laughs> what my son doesn't have is money. So I can get better equipment and be able to then keep up with him in these video games, right? Um, so I went, <laughs> yeah, I went with him and made him watch me purchase the Pro Xbox Elite Two controller. That's a hundred and ninety nine dollar controller, and it's oh, supposed boy. to have all of these features like super fast shooting and trigger pull and all this stuff. And I played with it. I got it home and I'm like, finally, I'm going to be able to kick my son's butt in this game. And he was still stomping me. So I took the controller back. I had terrible buyer's remorse <laughs> uh, for that. So I love this idea because it's a much more reasonably priced controller. And yes. uh, if I'm going to die anyways, it might well be for only like 30 bucks instead of yeah, 199 exactly. Yeah. My favorite controller, Ryan, is this one right here. It's the 8-Bit Do. And this is a little mini wire, uh, wired one. Uh, I prefer wired because I don't like charging <laughs> my game yeah. controllers. I don't want them dying in game when I'm in a stream. Right, <laughs> exactly. So, so, but this is literally like $20 on Amazon. And it's really, it's perfect for kids or for people like me with small hands. It's yeah. perfect. Because oh, all the controls cool are there. Control. Reminds me of a Super Nintendo yeah. controller. It is. It and that's why, like that. another reason I love it, because I love the Super Nintendo controller. And this is uh, basically the same form factor with all all the bells and whistles. <laughs> I might have to nice. check that one out, Jill, for my daughter. Yeah. And Lael gave us a super chat. So thank you so much for that Yay! super chat while we're here. So now I might be able to afford uh, picking up <laughs> one of those controllers. Absolutely. Now, yes, thank you. Thank you for that. So... I want to talk about another kind of cool gift idea I thought about because on all these trips I've been having to take lately, one of the things yeah. that I really enjoy is audiobooks. I like reading physical books. I'm not a big digital book reader, although I get all the advantages of it. There's something about the feel of a real book in my hand, but audiobooks mm -hmm. are that in between oh, yeah. that allow me to get a lot more books in in a month than I would typically. And so a Kobo subscription... I'm not a huge Amazon fan, but honestly, Audible is probably the best subscription out there. I mean, they did start in books, so it kind of makes sense. But when you look at the value you get for Audible and the amount of books they have and the type of books, at least that I'm looking for, Audible always has it. But the runner up is definitely Kobo. So if you're one of those people who don't want to support Amazon, I get it. Uh, Kobo would be the next best one. It's got some fantastic books and subscription things. But buying somebody a subscription for an audiobook service, I think is an amazing gift. I would love oh, yeah. that type of gift. I think it's fantastic. Um, I mean, 
the uh, Audible and might might not be the favorite for everybody, but it is a very good service. And I recently signed up yeah. to get some books to kind of test it out, and it is quite nice. I will say that every time I get into the car and the Bluetooth pops up, it's like, "Hey, do you want to read this book that you already finished?" Like, no, stop Audible. Other than yeah, that, that, it's pretty. That sh- is annoying. Yeah, you you have to like archive the books and things, or it'll keep doing oh, okay. that. Which gets confusing because I have so many books that I've listened to and or read that sometimes it confuses me and I'm like, I don't know if I read that or not now. So I have to look for the complete the completion bar at the bottom. Um, but also subscriptions to things like uh, one of the training, Cat Code Academy, for instance, or Cloud Guru or something like that. If you know the geek in your life loves to constantly be training, these things are very expensive. Being given as a gift could be something awesome for them to change careers or learn more about something that they're wanting to do. Um, so I think that would be subscriptions. Check, Take a look at subscriptions. Find out what their favorite services are. And those are great gifts to give somebody. Yeah. And for those who are wondering, no, you don't have to do like a continued subscription. You can order like a year of it or something yes. like that. Right? Yeah. Yep. That's a great idea. Another great idea is to get them the official mascot of Linux or Tux the Penguin. <laughs> and you can get them in of plushy course. form, as you see to my right. <laughs> I wonder if Jill has any plushies, Ryan. Yeah. Do I don't ever- know. Yeah. Uh, for those listening and not watching the visual, Jill has like, I don't know, 26 50? just sitting in the camera frame, maybe 50. Yeah. Uh, there, plus probably, I imagine <laughs> the rest of the house has them as well, but they yes. are adorable. They are cute. It would make a good gift. <laughs> yeah. And you can get actually an official one from Tuxedo Computers. And also you can do a search on eBay uh, for Tux Plush Linux and you'll, you'll find quite a few results. Also on Etsy, um, you can search Tux Penguin for some beautiful handmade tuxes like this one. This is that's a little one, cool. cute little. I love one. handmade oh, nice. stuff. Yeah, yeah, that's. Awesome. And it was under, you know, under twenty dollars, crocheted. So cute. Yeah. Mm. Very cute. <laughs> yeah. Nice. So the 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 tux, the tux plushie is a, is a great idea, and I think that there's uh, it's it's just a fun thing, and I need I have one that's here. Yes. It's not. You can't really Aww. see. I need to, I need to get a bigger one. Bend your finger <laughs> further, Michael. You're not pointing at it right. Keep bending. Hey. Keep, there we go. That's there we go. We won that at my Linux Chicks LA booth at the Southern California Linux Expo. That's why you have one because of Jill. I, I, I need to get it. I need to get another one. I need to get a bigger one so you can see it better <laughs> and all that sort of stuff. So this this is a, a good tip even for me. And also, I have another tip that I think is probably going to be a game changer for some people and maybe not for others. But I think Bluetooth earbuds are just mm-hmm. so good. They they change a lot of stuff. Like if you're if you work out, they make it easier to mm-hmm. listen to music while you're working out and that sort of thing. But also, it's just a, conv- a massive convenience to be able to. I mean, I, when I first saw wire- wireless headphones of any kind, I thought you know that'd be nice to be able to walk around and just not worry about being tethered to whatever device you're on. And then when I got the earbuds, it even it was even better. Like the quality of the earbuds are not always the best if you're like an audiophile, but the convenience and the just not having to worry about whether or not you are in the same room with the device is is just fantastic. Yeah, I'm glad you said that. So every year when I've done this in the past, I've always brought up headphones because to me, people generally take whatever comes in a box or they go to the store and they buy some cheap $20 headphones and they can... I'm not saying the cheap $20 headphones aren't giving you music, 
but they're not giving you the full experience if you really want to enjoy music. So over the ear headphones, 100% amazing gift. There's so many great companies out there, Sennheiser, AKG and stuff that make really good headphones out there. And you can get these, maybe you don't want to get those used, but you can certainly get them refurbished and things. Uh, and they generally come with brand new pads and stuff when they refurbish them. And you could save a lot of money on that. And that's just an amazing gift for people because I don't know, with all this digital stuff, people kind of forgot how amazing it is to have a full listening, true listening audiophile-like experience with their audio, kind of like we used to do probably when we were all kids, at least I know I did. Um, yeah, so absolutely. there's that, but then Michael, you mentioned the wireless. I have wireless buds as well. That's not for my audiophile experience. That's for convenience and getting the music to my ears or my audiobook to my ears while I'm working out or doing other things. They're absolutely amazing as well. There's so many different prices, ranges that you can get that stuff at. So I think that's also a very uh, fantastic gift for people. Audio. Get yeah. the gift of audio. Yeah. The audio. gift of audio. I think that the uh, the audiophile aspect of it get really nice um, over-the-ear headphones is something that people are going to appreciate, when, especially if they've never heard good quality audio. If you've yeah. only ever heard like Walmart earbuds, not to say that they're bad, they have their yeah. purpose, but they're definitely, you're not going to listen to, the, like, I, when I first listened to uh, over-the-ear headphones that were good audio quality and had a good source audio, it's a totally different experience. It, like, it makes me kind of spoiled with listening to music now, and I don't like to do it unless I'm using those those headphones. So, right. you know, it's it's that's an important thing. My point about the earbuds is just the convenience of them are really good, especially depending on like if you're going to work out or going for a walk or something. They're just, it's so much nicer than to have a giant pair of headphones <laughs> or yeah. to have like a wired set. It's just so much more convenient and a better experience overall. And they're also, you can get some pretty decent ones for like $50 or the so. The price range is really dropped in here. It used to be you had to spend like $299 plus on a good pair of good headphones. Now you can get some amazing ones in the $70 to $150 range. Um, I'm talking if you want that full audio. There, there's others as well. There's some good ones in the $40, $50 range, frankly. Mm -hmm. But the more you go up, it doesn't always mean you're getting better quality, but if you're sticking to the good reviewers and audio file sites, um, you know, you could spend endless amounts of money in the audio world. But great suggestion there. Just some other things now to kind of kick off. I think Raspberry Pi. I've got the Quartz B from Pine64 running Manjaro right here behind the scenes. These are really nice. cool mm -hmm. gadgets. Raspberry Pis and things are hard to come by, but if you do get a hold of one for uh, the loved one in your life or whomever you're getting for, maybe even kids and stuff, you could do endless things with those. Wendy does all kinds of STEM projects for Legos and things with her kids using Raspberry Pi. So they're get great gifts for kids as well, robotics, those type of things. Michael, BenQ monitors. We are like the biggest yes. fans mm -hmm. on the oh, planet yeah. of BenQ since yeah. our, <laughs> you don't follow I've, us on Hardware Addicts, we went through an adventure trying to find the perfect monitors. And we both basically at. exclusively have BenQs at this point because BenQ yeah. monitors are so good. And the prices are not insane. Now, you know, depending on what kind of monitor you're getting, they're not cheap either. But they are very, very good price for the massively good quality that they offer. Yeah. Like, especially for me, I am a graphics person, so I need to have color calibration to be as high quality as possible. And mm -hmm. most of the time when you look at these monitors... They try to confuse you with a bunch of jargon that makes it seem like it's really good, 
but there's it's not really. So if you want to know more about that, you need to check the episode of Hardware Addicts that we'll have linked in the show notes where we talk about the monitors we got and why it's important to get a particular type of monitor for what you're trying to do. Uh, another thing I wanted to talk about is a sit stand desk. It's an, it's oh, kind of yeah. it's another Life one that's changing. like <laughs> it's kind of expensive depending on where you get it, but it is so convenient. Like right now, I'm in the standing position for the show. No and, kidding. And I don't you, I don't know if you could tell, but I, you know, <laughs> but the idea of like all my monitors and all my the mixer and everything is just right here, and then when I want to sit down, I just click a button and it's done. Like that's yeah. so fantastic, and it's it's it makes it more pro- productive for me as well. So I can more you know, engaged, sit. even in yeah, meetings. It's just, like if you sit there with so boring nice. meetings all day, like I have to do, and you listen to it, like it's hard mm-hmm. to stay engaged. Even if there's important information, it's just hard to stay engaged a lot of times in those meetings because you're in so many and you've got so many things going on. But I don't know, something about standing just helps me stay more focused and engaged in things. Plus, I'm not sitting the whole time. We weren't meant to sit for 12 to 16 hours at a time. And so, you know, being able to stand and sit. And then when your legs get tired, you could just move it and sit down. And the prices of sit-stand desks have come down quite a bit. Not for the ones Michael and I have, but for there's a lot of great sit-stand desks out there in the price. You can get some decent ones for around $350 to $600. And if you want to go higher or get higher quality features, like, for example, some I saw this one desk that was a hand crank desk. Uh-huh. Yeah. And I just wanted to let you know, do not do that. Don't get a hand crank desk. It's not worth it. You save like a couple hundred dollars. It's not worth it. The amount of effort it takes. <laughs> clank, 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 yeah, clank, clank, yeah. Clank, 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 clank. Do not do that. Um, get the, even if, even if you get just the up and down arrow key ones, that so you have to manually do it each time, then do that. But I would highly suggest trying to find one that has the programmable, uh, pr- uh, like the, there's like four set most of the time where you can just yeah. choose a specific setting. You definitely, those are a hundred percent worth it. So I yeah. would highly suggest that. Actually, I use a, I have a mobile uh, sit stand, and I've got a pneumatic one because it's just for my laptop and, and small computers, mm-hmm. and it works great. And it was about a hundred dollars on Amazon. That's a good way to do it too. <laughs> yeah. Yep. <laughs> so as we wrap this up, a couple other things: mechanical keyboards, smart plug, Michael Millennium Falcon waffle maker. How did this yeah. end up on our list? A hundred percent. Are you okay, a child? So- so for, for those who are fans of Star Wars, you have to check this out because you can get a Millennium Falcon shaped waffle from this waffle maker. And Waffles who doesn't delicious. want this? Who doesn't yeah. want that? I have a Starship Anyone over the age one. of 10? See, um, that's, that's I proper. And yeah. what one would be proper. Star What's Wars is a one Oh my, okay. So Ryan, you're saying that the type of those? ship that it makes is the, is, is not the, <laughs> it's only the ship difference okay millennium falcon is completely overrated starship it's cool but compared to the enterprise come on like yeah. if i'm gonna have a shaped waffle like yeah. a, a pecan well, yeah. waffle okay, or a blueberry that... waffle or chocolate chip waffle i want it enterprise shaped you know i but want with the millennium the falcon the enterprise the millennium falcon you can have it where it's the actual shape of it but the enterprise has those prongs on the back so you're gonna have to get like a flattened version of it, and it's not the same. You How don't does get the it work full with the prongs, Jill. <laughs> yeah, actually, um, I, I've had good luck with it, <laughs> but well, I'm now careful. Now I have to see this. I'm careful. It's engineered. Yeah, it's in, the waffles engineered yeah. perfectly to be stable <laughs> in there. Okay, and then Tux Digital Swag. That's not a plug. That's just saying. Obviously, if they listen to this yeah. show. 
they're going to, okay, it is a plug, but they're going to want some Tux Digital swag. Who wouldn't want 33% Absolutely. more Jill or Sinister Aww. Wendy shirt or oh, yeah. the Linux 91 <laughs> hat or the Michael This Week in Linux shirt? All of that stuff right there. Yeah. Pseudo Show. Who doesn't want a Pseudo Show shirt? They got a boss. Exactly. Logo. I don't know who created the logo. We can't remember their name. None of us can. Uh, Michael's not going to tell you, but Michael, whoever created Michael. it, it was, it Pseudo was me. Show logo was yeah, amazing. Was, I, I we don't that, know who yeah. it was, but uh, it was great. I made it. Was, yeah, so anyways, we don't know who did that. <laughs> Tux Digital swag just absolutely must on your... Yeah, topic. so tuxdigital.com slash store to get the, the swag from all the different parts of Tux Digital and tuxdigital.com slash contribute to become a patron of Tux Digital, which will That's soon good. be the... Uh, will soon, well, as we talked about earlier, we're going to be changing the patron stuff to all of that so you can go there to get easy access. Hopefully you enjoyed this gift giving guide. There's stuff that costs no money, just time. There's stuff that costs everywhere. We had a range, I think, all the yes. way up. We, we provide the Pi whole gambit. Sit, stand, desk there. Lots of great ideas. Make sure your loved one listens to this show so you can get that awesome stuff. You know what else you need to make sure your loved one has a subscription to is Bitwarden Premium. Like that you must have, That's, and it comes at an amazing price at just $10 per year there. And this episode of Destination Linux, just by chance, is brought to you by Bitwarden. Just so by you, chance. Just by chance. You can get started right now with your free account at bitwarden.com slash tux. That's slash T-U-X. So that's where you want to go when you sign up for that $10 premium account and tell them how you keep them more secure. Maybe they're one of the security and privacy people in your life and they're constantly telling you about, oh, remove that app, it's not safe and all of that. But now you can show them some privacy tips here by getting them Bitwarden, which provides you tools to store all your passwords in a secured vault, auto-generate those passwords, usernames, automatically fill it in for forms so you don't have to. The best part is they do end-to-end -end encryption before the data ever leaves your device. So it's doing it right there before it ever leaves your device so you know your data is safe and secure. Go to bitwarden.com slash tux to get started. In that premium account, they're going to get a gigabyte of encrypted file storage, two-step login with YubiKey, U2F Duo, Vault Health Reports, Bitwarden Authenticator, Priority Customer Support, for less than a dollar per month. I mean, come on. If you haven't signed up and you've been listening to this show, what is your problem? Go to bitwarden.com slash tux and fix it <laughs> right now. Slash T-U-X. And thanks to Bitwarden for sponsoring this episode of Destination Linux. So we've all been excited to see what System76's new Cosmic DE will bring to the open source world. And on November 30th, they gave us a blog post with some updates on this Rust-based DE and some screenshots to keep us all salivating at the potential of what this desktop environment could bring to us. So some of their promises so far include uh, better support for high DPI, HDR, and fractional scaling, as well as tiling and a better experience for NVIDIA GPU users. They also state that Rust makes it more efficient on component resources and increases reliability and stability of the desktop. Now, this is interesting because Rust is, is a very popular language these days, and it has a lot of claims of being able to be more easy to write uh, secured code in this language. So it's really cool to see the, that they're working on making this desktop environment with Rust. Uh, but also there's the, the claims about the high DPI, the HDR and the fractional scaling. These are very important things because we've been wanting these kinds of things for a long time. And some DEs have high DPI, some don't, some have fractional scaling, some don't, most don't. But 
you know, it's it's really great to see that these are key like components that they're working on. Yeah. Listen, the fractional scaling doesn't work well in Windows either. Yeah. And even yeah. the desktop environments that have fractional scaling, a lot of them do it really poorly out there. So the fractional scaling situation is one that when they mention specifically trying to fix that, I'm really interested to see what they come up with here because it's, it's a mm -hmm. problem that is kind of across the board in operating systems and probably a little bit easier for Mac. I would say they probably have it down the most because everything's kind of set with their devices and they know exactly what resolution their screen. Yeah, they, be they make the OS and the devices at the same yeah. time. So it's a lot makes easier a little, to make sure. It's a little easier, yeah. right? But when you have a bunch of different monitors and things that you have to calibrate for and take into effect, it creates a much bigger issue. And that issue has become apparent in everything. Um, even today, while fractional scaling has improved tremendously in Linux, it's still a lot of work to be done where applications will be so small on your screen, even if you have scaling on and things like that, um, yeah. which some of that is, of course, on the software writers themselves to kind of fix. But my point is very important thing for them to focus on and get right, uh, I think, right out of the box with the DE. But they also mentioned tiling, too, and I'm a huge tiling fan. Michael, they're going to do more work on tiling. Yeah, this has to excite you. That's really cool. And I just want to put it out there. As a fan of tiling, I think there's a lot of value that tiling offers. Uh, but I will say the current state of the Cosmic Desktop in regards to the GNOME-based version that they have, uh, I'm not a fan of the way they do tiling, actually. <gasps> so... Yeah, I you know. You monster. I, I'm, I'm not a fan because it feels like they took some ideas from i3 and also the awesome window manager and kind of pushed them together. And maybe it's, it could be just me, maybe just my preferences, I don't know. But it feels like those two combinations don't work well. Like I've never thought about it before, but I've used i3 and it, I like i3 and I also like awesome. But certain components from both don't seem to mix as well as I think that they're hoping it would be in there. So I do like the idea that they're putting tiling as an important piece, but I would wish that they would more consider sticking to an i3 style or an awesome style rather than a combo. Interesting. Mm. Yeah, and I would actually like there be more control over wallpapers. Yes, I'm talking to you, Gnome. <laughs> talking to Gnome a lot today. <laughs> Yeah, so such as the ability to just set a different wallpaper per monitor, please. <laughs> as Jill, well as what do you think this is? 2100? You're 2100? Or or plasma, which already yes. can do that. Yeah, yeah. true. <laughs> <laughs> as well as the abilities to simply, uh, you know, span, stretch, and tile wallpaper over a single or multiple monitors. Something that we have standard in most DEs, including XFCE. <laughs> when Jill's throwing shade at you, you know you've yeah. messed up. Yeah. Uh, the other thing I hope that they really have is um, an app indicator tray. That would be really cool. Yeah, that would be Make be sure nice that you have an modern. app indicator tree. Don't die on the hill that the GNOME team developers want to die on with the app <laughs> indicator tray, which they say is a stupid thing to have and all that stuff, but a very necessary thing to have, and they're willing to die on that hill constantly. So app indicator tray, please include that in Cosmic DE like every other desktop environment has on the entire planet because it's necessary. So fractional scaling, app indicator tray, intuitive workspace switching model. 
like Gnome has. So we'll talk about good oh, things yeah. Gnome does. Yeah. Like the Gnome has workspaces. one of the best menu systems and dynamic workspaces, I think, period. It's yeah. not all shades, see? They, they do yeah. some amazing work we over love there. Um, and that's one of the examples. So I think taking some inspiration from that. Um, and most importantly, make decisions with the community, not to spite the community. Uh, which yeah. I think sometimes the community can be a little rough around the edges and how they communicate things. And that can make you want to stay away from them, but you got to find that right balance with the good people in the community and keep talking with them and get those things in there. And I think I'm, I'm mm -hmm. super excited about cosmic DE. I yeah, think we need too. another DE. They're like all of the DEs that are there today do good for certain workflows, but there's not one that's kind of a really good Swiss army knife of them all. XFCE, in my mind, I know you all might disagree, is probably the closest, but again, it's just, it looks so aged and Plasma's things like that. Um, Plasma, you know, probably my eighth favorite one, but yeah. It's, <laughs> How dare you? I oh, can't name eight other desktop environments, but it's about eight, I would say. Yeah. Well, you know, System 76 has done an excellent job with their iteration of uh, Cosmic Gnome. And it, um, not the least, least of which, including extensions that we all use and love. So yeah. they, they've done a really good job at improving, you know, the interface even more, which is great for the community as a whole and for Gnome as a whole. Yep. I think those are also amazing things. We, we've got some people in the patron chat. I just want to bring up uh, mentioning things. Uh, Neil says, make sure you wear your armor and bring your sword when visiting that community in there. I think that's a good idea. Anytime you're about to talk with the community, bring some armor and sword in there. And then they talked about scaling uh, as well. Uh, a lot of people mm -hmm. kind of weighing in on the importance of scaling. And then we've got Joe who says Zorn and Manjaro both do the best presentation of Gnome. And if vanilla Gnome were the standard, I think more apt more apt to be adopted in there. I don't think so. I don't like vanilla GNOME at all. Uh, GNOME without extensions is basically a broken desktop environment, in my honest opinion. So I think the the DEs that do it best are the ones that throw in app indicators and add in the basic functionality of a desktop uh, through the yeah. extension system by default, like Ubuntu, for instance. Yeah, I don't think, and also I don't think anybody uses vanilla uh, GNOME even when they think they do because even the distros that have minimal changes like Fedora, they still change some stuff because yeah. it's kind of necessary. And there's other distros that change a lot of stuff. So I think vanilla GNOME needs work and maybe even they should like, you know, have an extension manager, for example. <laughs> that would be nice. Wallpaper yeah. ability to change, you know, just... This isn't about GNOME, you know. though. This is about Cosmic DE. And I'm here to say I'm excited about what yeah. Cosmic DE is going to bring to the Linux world. Because, like I said, I think we need something that's that has a little bit of a Swiss Army knife from everything. You need some of that customizability of KDE. Oh, yeah. You need some of that great simplicity that GNOME does. And, you know, I think if Cosmic DE can hit on that, they're going to be super popular. Yeah, I'm very excited to see what they can do with Cosmic. Yeah, also, um, another point I wanted to bring up that's important is now that the Linux kernel is starting to have some rusty bits, that, <laughs> that'll, that'll uh, you know, in the upstream with the, the Cosmic DE, that'll make the desktop much even more faster, you know? So System76 uh, is doing an all, all rust DE, that's just going to, you know, speed up performance all the, all the way down. 
Yeah, more efficient, more reliability yeah. potential there if they execute on it correctly. So, yeah, I'm very excited. I'm glad we're starting to get little snippets, even little screenshots mm -hmm. of what's coming in Cosmic DE. I'm pumped. Yeah. Can't wait to try it. So, Michael, have you lost your memory of a certain topic, say stools, from time to time? Well, this could be that Ryan has actually manipulated your mind to forget about it every so often so that he can continuously remind you to use your stool all the time. It's been that sitting in the happen. corner for four years. Yes. No, moved. Yeah. <laughs> so this week's game. Even when I do move it, you, you say like, no, you, you, you just, just you moved it for the sake of, you're not actually don't, using it. Don't ruin my to. stories when I'm making fun of you. They, <laughs> they don't have to be true. They just have to have some truth in them. Don't ruin my stories when I'm making fun of you. My bad. Sorry about that. <laughs> Thank you. So this week's game is called Memory Lost, and you can use it to capture the minds of your enemies and move into their bodies, like just like Ryan has with Michael. <laughs> I've never moved into his body. Let me make that very clear. It's not something I want to do. Weak thumbs, propensity to sit on stools. Okay. Yeah, yeah. Whatever, noodle arms. Okay. Yeah. <laughs> So this game is free to play on Steam and was actually just released on December 1st, but already has over uh, 20 positive reviews, which is really wonderful. And it's actually a, a first chapter of the game. It's a demo. And um, honestly, the game actually really has some issues with slow performance and frame uh -oh. rates, especially when you, you start your first campaign. It, it, it has problems. So it, it jumps in and out from uh, uh, 60 FPS to all the way down to like 10 and then back to mm. 40. It, it really uh, dipped a lot. And that was playing with it uh, on my Steam Deck as well as two other computers, one AMD GPU and one NVIDIA GPU. So it had problems on all of them. <laughs> Well, what I love is that you took the time to test it on all of those so people know. Yeah. And, and I think that's important yeah. feedback to the developers because I know how hard it is. My brother creates game. I, I know how difficult it is to get it right. And we talked about, for instance, the scaling and having to deal with multiple vendors of monitors and everything else that do things just slightly different and trying to get that right and how difficult that really is. Uh, the same thing goes with games. It's really hard to know what hardware, what GPUs are going to work with things, what problems you're going to run into. They're giving this away free for the purpose of testing. So, yeah. you know, that's the important thing is nobody's losing any money here. Now, if they released it and it was like $25 and you're having those problems, well, that's a big deal. But the fact that it's free, they're hoping to probably gain some feedback and things in there. Hopefully it says in there, I didn't check that it's yeah. really development this, and that type of thing it is it, it this really is a demo it's the the first part of of you know the bigger game called memory loss this was memory loss chapter one so it is still a work in progress and yeah. they does did say on uh what to play it on was a steam os 3.0 which is the steam deck yeah so um that's where i tested it first Yep. And I, I tested it with different versions of Proton as well, and it, it's, it had issues no matter which one I tested it with. But this game, uh, I love the introduction for the game with the the and the character interactions and the sound design. The voiceovers are wonderful. Cool. It's a, a beautiful, absolutely beautiful looking game, and and uh, done in the Unreal Engine. 
And I know they'll, they'll, they'll fix it. They'll improve it because it's even in their forms, the issues that people are having. Yeah, it looks it. like they just released a patch on December 1st, which is yes. cool. Um, so they, have, they, they are actively updating things. Now they're up to 96 very positive reviews. There's a lot. I think the point here is there's a lot of potential for this game. Maybe add yeah. it to your wish list. Check out the free version. Maybe even if you're into gaming heavily, help out the devs like Jill did and you know make sure that your problem is covered in the forums uh, and already being looked at. Yeah. But this game has a lot of potential, like a lot. When you look at yeah. this thing, it looks really cool. So I hope they fix those problems. But I love that you tested it on so many different systems too, Jill. That's awesome. You're the best. Yeah. <laughs> Agreed. Well, it's, it's a really nice. I like. I I actually like this this genre. It's a kind of action packed top down shooter. I really like that genre. But normally, I don't like playing those games because the characters are too small. But on this one, I was able to zoom in on zoom in on the game on my Steam Deck, and I could see it just fine. <laughs> the Very nice. So, oh, that's cool. Yeah. yeah. <laughs> so. Check out Memory Loss, maybe add it to a wish list or even play it. It's free to play right now, that first chapter. A lot of potential in that game. And they're trying to make a Linux version, which makes me happy. So yeah, absolutely. That right there, they got my respect. I like the fact they're doing a Linux version, but it reminds me of a game that I was a huge fan of that got uh, canceled when Midway was bought. Oh, Paw Patrol. Oh. No. Not oh, Paw Patrol. I mean, <laughs> nothing against that one either, but it's called PsyOps, The Mind Gates Conspiracy. Oh, yes. Yes, that's a great yes. Game. Yeah, and it's it's kind of feels like it has some elements of that. So I'm I'm looking forward to playing it, and hopefully they the developers you know get some value from this coverage on the show in terms of you know learning things about what what they can improve and that sort of stuff, and then more people are willing to help test because this game does look like a a really fun game, and hopefully those issues can be resolved. You know, since the full family are listening to this episode for sure in this, I would say this game is baller. I'm trying oh, to absolutely. with the kids, you know, trying to get yeah, yeah, cool words. bet, <laughs> bet, <laughs> bet, bet. They, they, yeah. they need to glow up their game. That's why. That's what they need oh, to do. Oh Lord, here we go. The fact that you know all that just shows me how much time you spend on TikTok is amazing. More that I have nieces and nephews. <laughs> one of the two. Oh, that too. All right. So the <laughs> software spotlight is my paint. So speaking of using your talent to make a gift this week, wait, is it your is paint? Or my paint. My no, paint. it's my no, paint. It's my paint. It's my it's no, but it's <laughs> no Jill, it's is it, my is paint. It, is it my paint? It's literally my paint. I don't know why is this confusing. It's my paint, Michael. <laughs> oh, okay. Uh, my paint is a nimble, distraction-free, and easy tool for digital painters. It supports graphics tablets made by Wacom and other similar devices. Its brush engine is very versatile and configurable and provides useful productive tools for all kinds of different things that you want to do. But the reason why this fell on my radar is my daughter's been using Tux Paint, which I'm very happy Tux Paint exists, but it's very quick to outgrow it because she was learning the whole Wacom tablet at the same time as learning a paint program. Mm -hmm. So Tux Paint's amazing for that as an introduction into that world. But she's not quite ready for something as advanced as Krita that has all these tools and things that you can get lost in. So I was looking for something in between that was still open source and my paint came up on my radar and it seems like a really good hybrid, uh, really easy menu system. A lot of the advanced stuff is yeah. kind of hidden um, and it's really works really well with the Wacom tablet as yeah. well. It's a nice mix because it, it does have some advanced tools, but by default it's more simplistic in its presentation and you can always enhance your 
um, skill through this and then move on to Krita. Yeah, yeah, definitely. You know, and it was first actually released in 2005. So it's been around a long time. And, and it was one of the first uh, raster graphics editors that you could use with a Wacom tablet on Linux. Yeah, so that's that cool. But I do want to make it clear <laughs> for those who are interested in checking this out. They have not had a new release in over two and a half years, roughly. So just keep that in mind. There might be some issues depending on what distro you're using. And if you have like, you know, latest and greatest hardware or something like that, there, there's something to just note there. Uh, there could be some issues. So just keep that in mind. I hope they do some updates on this soon and, and kind of keep going with this because there oh, is yeah. a need in the market for something that in between. In between, um, yeah. By the way, this is a great gift for someone, especially kids who are interested in art. As soon as my daughter started showing interest in, in drawing and things, I got her a Wacom tablet. And mm -hmm. number one, it saved me a ton of money in paper. Uh, so I think it was worth its money alone and just not having to constantly <laughs> buying more paper uh, for it. But number two, it's just, you know, that's the future of somebody really is going to take off and become an artist and things. I think the future really is in the digital realm there. And so, yeah, having a program that's in the middle of advanced and easy and also supports Wacom tablets, really important. So I hope the developers of my paint hear this and get some patches out there. Get this thing updated. Even if it's just to say, hey, we're still alive after yeah, two years. Yeah, we're still here. It's a yeah. Everything's release. just perfect. <laughs> sorry that we made the perfect program. Sorry, not sorry. We're so awesome. Something like that. <laughs> you know, it's also awesome. The tip of the week we're going to talk about the DuckDuckGo browser, which is for your phone. And this is a really cool thing that Ryan has been talking about for a while. He even made a video on his YouTube channel, so we'll have that linked in the show notes. But we're going to be talking about this browser because they have this particular feature that I think is going to, well, it'll probably blow your mind once you use it because... I had heard about this from Ryan uh, many months ago, and I never bothered to activate it. I installed the application, but I never bothered to activate it. And today, this morning, I installed and activated this thing called the uh, App Tracking Protection. And essentially what it does is it just looks for uh, applications that are trying to send data about you to whatever services they want and whatever, and then it just stops them. So very simple. And um, so far, looking at the, for the past day, or not day, but I think it's been like two hours since I set it up, uh, five apps have been trying to track me and I, it's been blocked 130 times. So in so, two hours, nice. that's quite a bit. I've had so many friends that I've turned on to this app tracking protection. Any of my friends who are on Android specifically, uh, because, you know, I get a lot of flack even in the Linux community about the fact that I don't think Android is a good representation of Linux at all. Uh, just like I don't think Chrome OS is. They're all perverted versions of Linux. They're Linux with all of the stuff that we don't like, which is why we went to Linux on top of it, like tracking and metadata grabbing mm -hmm. and lack mm -hmm. of privacy, lack of security. All of that is your Android world. And but because it's got a Linux kernel somewhere in there, we're like, oh, in the Linux community, we use Android. It's just, it's not good. None of the options, frankly, are that great. Um, not frankly, they're just not great. There are third-party operating systems out there, Graphene and other things that are doing amazing work and amazing jobs. Yeah. They're, they're not necessarily ready for people who rely on their phone for their livelihood yet, but they're darn close. 
and I'm happy those are out there. But what I tell people is install this app tracking protector. No matter how private you think you are on your Android device, you are going to be shocked. You're going to be sick to your stomach at how many times you're tracked. One of my friends who recently installed it, installed it at the beginning of the day, in the middle of the day, I told him to look at it, over 500 attempts to track them in their location. Mm. And so DuckDuckGo, first of all, I did a video on how excited I was that DuckDuckGo was going to release this. They reached out to me, gave me an early alpha key yeah, to it. Yeah, you had the, had the alpha. Yeah, so <laughs> I got the hookup from DuckDuckGo and I've been using it ever since on an Android device and have just been, it's such an amazing piece of software and it shows you just how disgusting these apps developers have become with basically yeah. wanting to take all of the information they can from you every second. If you wonder why your battery is drained by the end of the day when you barely used your phone, it's because of how much data is being pulled. And by the way, Jill, you need me to plug your ears for this because I'm getting really negative on my sandbox. Uh oh. If you don't <laughs> think Android is bad, go read Samsung's privacy policy. Oh, yeah. yeah. I have read <laughs> privacy policies of all kinds of things <laughs> hardware devices, all kinds of different software. You will never find a privacy policy that will make you more sick to your stomach than Samsung's privacy mm -hmm. policy you have no idea how much data they're pulling from you. I would rather run Windows with all of the features enabled of taking my data than use a Samsung phone based on their privacy policy. So my point is, check out DuckDuckGo. Did I get on a soapbox a little bit? Maybe you, I did get a, you did get <laughs> on a soapbox, okay, but it also it, it reminds me. I'm very passionate about this. I'm very passionate about this subject because I feel like in the Linux community especially, we're being bamboozled because we're being... They, they're shaking this little candy like, oh, look, it's a Linux kernel. And of course we want to jump on that. But it's not real Linux. It's not. It's not real Linux. So back on the tip yeah, of the week. Yeah. <laughs> BDG. Yeah. yeah, it's a it's a very good app. And also one of the things I wanted to say is that it's only been a couple hours and there are apps that are trying to track me that I haven't even used in like a few days and they're yeah. still trying to send data out. So, I mean, the, what you said about how you know, no matter how private you think you are, check out this app and you'll see that there is a lot more that could be done. Hey everyone, this is Michael from the Editing Bay and I have an update for you with the app tracking protection from DDG. And that is over the course of one day, I now have blocks of 4,300 tracking attempts. So it was a lot more than I was expecting. And I thought I should let you know how much different it was when I first said a couple hundred in a few hours. It quickly changed, and there was even one app that has done over 2,000 of these 4,000. So, yeah, I uninstalled that app. Huge props to DuckDuckGo for creating this. Such mm -hmm. an important it's awareness amazing. tool and everything else, and it costs nothing. Like, right now, it's in beta. They allow everybody to sign up. It's so important. Go install it. Uh, by the way, you download DuckDuckGo browser to install it, then you go into settings and turn on app protection. That's how you get into right. it there. All right, that's it. A big thank you. Michael's saying, stop, Ryan. You're cut. Your mic's off. You've been <laughs> on your sandbox too long. So that's it. That's the end of the show. Thank you for supporting us by watching or listening to Destination Linux. However you do it, we love your faces. We're here every Sunday at 1 p.m. Eastern live at tuxdigital.com slash live. And the best part, everyone is invited to watch the recording of Destination Linux each and every week. You can see our faces. People still like don't realize we have a video podcast. You know 
that you could go on YouTube and see our faces, Michael, like every Sunday at 1 p.m. Really? Every you don't Sunday. want to see mine or Michael's, no. but Jill's beautiful face <laughs> is there too. And that makes up for Michael and my's face. So it's worth tuning into. Aww. Yeah, it's totally worth it. Um, <laughs> also worth it is becoming a patron. You can go to tuxdigital.com slash contribute and becoming a patron of this show gets you features of unedited versions of the show if you can't make it live. Also, you get to join us in the patron-only post show that happens every week after the show. And if you can become a patron now, you will be getting a lot more content from everything very soon, within yeah. like the next month or so. So it's even more reason to become a patron. So you can go to tuxdigital.com slash contribute and become a patron of the Destination Linux uh, Patreon. And then that will be converted into Tux Digital in a few weeks or so. But if you you can sign up right now and it'll just you'll just kind of be like migrated over automatically. Okay. You can yeah, it's so what good. What a deal. What a it's deal. It's so good. Such I'm a, gonna such go a, do it right now. Yeah, exactly. Yeah. You should. <laughs> Another great deal. You can check out tuxdigital.com slash store to get t-shirts, hoodies, <laughs> mugs, stickers, hats. <laughs> It's so much stuff, even coasters. We have tons of great stuff. So if you want some awesome Tux Digital swag, go to tuxdigital.com slash store. And make sure to check out all our wonderful shows here on Tux Digital. We have the Pseudo Show, This Week in Linux, the DOS Geek Channel, Linux Out Loud, Hardware Addicts, GameSphere, and our virtual Linux user group, Linux Saloon. And head on over to TuxDigital.com and subscribe to all these great shows. And don't forget to leave a rating on your favorite app so others can discover the power of open source and keep those penguins marching and the full Monty of Linux and open source awesome sauce. Exactly. Just like Jill said, don't forget to leave a five-star rating on your favorite app. Smash that bell, fam. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> Everybody have a great week. And remember that the journey itself is just as important as the destination. Everyone, go right now and punch that like button in the face like it was my <laughs> Wait, what? What was that last part? I was just inspiration I was giving people. Oh, okay. Gotcha. Yeah. Gotcha. Just inspiring gotcha. them. Thanks, Joel. everyone. <laughs> we'll see you next week.